This episode of the Theater People podcast is brought to you by TodayTix, the app for last-minute theater tickets. You guys can download the app in Google Play or the App Store and use the code THEATERPEOPLE at checkout to save $20 on your first purchase. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I'm Lin-Manuel Miranda. I'm Celia Keenan-Bolter. This is Queen Leslie. I'm Robin DeJesus. I'm Aaron Davey. Hi, this is Ellen Marie Marsh. I'm LaShawn. I'm Telly Leung. Hi, I'm Eden Espinosa. I'm Laura Osnes. I'm Katie Finnerin. Hi, I'm Tanya Pinkins. I'm Karen Olivo, and you are listening to the Theater People Podcast. Welcome to the Theater People Podcast. I'm Mo Brady. I'm not your host. I'm the host of the Ensemblist Podcast, uh, but we're filling in for an ailing Patrick Hines. Uh, hope you're feeling well, Patrick. We love you. Happy Friday, theater people. Um, we're so excited to bring you this special bonus episode featuring Alice Ripley and Emily Skinner. You guys, Patrick got to sit down at a table with these two incredible women at Feinstein's 54 Below on the morning of their very first show of their residency there. Oh, and I should mention that they have three shows left of the residency. They are actually tonight, tomorrow night, and Monday night. The album they're promoting is called Unattached, and it's absolutely stunning. It's on the Broadway Records label, and it's available on iTunes or anywhere else that music is sold. Patrick was super excited to chat with these ladies. He was obviously nervous. He obviously told them they were beautiful, all the things that Patrick does, and we love him for. Here's their conversation. Alice Ripley and Emily Skinner, welcome to the Theater People Podcast. Thanks for having us. You're back. It's like, I can't believe that I'm so lucky that I get to talk to you twice in what feels like a month. Um, But welcome. Welcome and congratulations on your show and your album. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I just want to like recite for the humans that are listening to this the number of dates that you guys are doing. So you guys are going to be here at 54 Below on July 12th, 13th, 19th. 20th, 22nd, 23rd, and 25th. So clearly, there's a huge demand all over the world, but especially in New York, to see you guys on stage together. Do you... It was nine years, I think, before you guys had been back on stage in New York when you when you originally did this show in February. Have people been hounding you for the years trying to get you to do another show together? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, yes. Yeah. yeah. Which is just very hard because Alice and I have very disparate you know, theater careers. So mm-hmm. trying to do that is just very hard to organize. You know, I'll get a job and she'll get a job. All, all plans are, all bets are off. You yeah. know, so it's, it's tricky. But we knew we could do that particular period. So it worked out. And here you are. Can I ask just for the fans, are you guys are like best friends in real life or very close in real life? Like how often do you like talk or see each other? People want to know. We're women who we're women who did a, sh- a, a show together once. We're neither best friends nor arch enemies. Do you know what I mean? I think people either want one or the. I mean, don't you think? It's like the sense I always get is people always want us to be besties or despise each other, and it's neither. It's it's neither. You know, we're pals who did a show together. You know, we have a great working relationship. We have a lot of things in common, and I mean, I know for myself, I I have six sisters. And I feel like Emily, I mean, there's that, it's that feeling. I don't, I don't ever see them. I might not really know who they are anymore. I mean, it's like, it's always a discussion. So, in other words, it's love. 
and it's 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 a great working relationship, you know. And you look forward to being together and make the most out of it. So this show, um, of course, is called uh, Unattached, which is the, the, the name of your album as well. How did you guys come up with the with this sort of idea for the show and the songs that you picked? Like, I hear that you you guys sort of uh, arranged it and directed it yourselves. Is that right? And how did this all sort of come together? Yeah, we, we like came up with the whole thing. I was packing up my dresses today to bring them in, and I'm like, "Hey, we figured this out on our own." And I really, I still like the choices. All these months later, <laughs> we, we chose the dresses. We had them fitted to us you know we had like a theme the dress is is the show that's the joke in the show you know it's Mm -hmm. kind of like an excuse to to just laugh for an hour is that joke but I think that it was really fun writing the script together kind of hammering it out is what we did one of the things that I love about this album is that you guys have included the banter. Sometimes that's something you only get when you see a show live, but this a lot of the banter makes it onto the album and you guys are so like funny and also very like kind to each other. I'm wondering in the production of the album itself, um how much like say did the two of you have like were you around for the sort of the mixing and mastering of the album and why was it important to you to keep the some of the banter? Well, you know, we've done three previous, we've done uh, three albums uh, previous to this, and two of them were studio albums, and the other one was a live album that we did of a concert at Town Hall, and Alice and I both really loved that live album in particular because it felt, it feels really authentic to us. It feels, it, it feels... Um, like you're in the room with us, like you're getting to know it's like us. It's rock and roll. It's a little more rock and roll that way, which is more yeah. our generation, yeah, more of our just, style. It's just a little more human. It's yeah. a little more human and, and fun. And I, I think this album is, is really nice just because you, you, you do feel like you're in the room with us. You're getting all of our, our, our flaws and all of our weirdnesses <laughs> and all of our humor. And, you know, and then you get some big singing along with it. So. Yeah. Um, I think that's something that 54, that Broadway Records always does. And that's new for me i was i was pleasantly surprised that they were going to include that banter i guess i'm just not familiar with that genre to have heard shows that Uh that do that on their records and as far as broadway records goes um you know we worked out a deal with them and and um they were really they were really generous in making our record for us and letting us have a say in the mix you know which because they recorded five nights which one we want to use for this track which one we want to use for this banter track you know how about this song? Uh-huh. And then we hired our friend Nancy Opal to take our our cover I heard that. and the photos in there. And, you know, it was great because Broadway Records just kind of said yes to all yeah. of that. And that was really helpful. Um, I just should tell our listeners there's some drilling happening, but it's fine. We're going to work around <laughs> it. We're, we're just going to go I with it. I walked by a lady in the street in the waiting room. She was like, Jack, walking by herself. She's like, Jack Hammers, is what she said to herself. And she didn't know that I heard her. I just understood that lady so deeply. I know. New Yorkers, we get it. Um, I wanted to talk about the song selection, you know, that you guys have for this album. And I'm going to just refer to my notes because I wasn't familiar with all of the songs. But what, the, there's two that I really wanted to talk about because they just stood out to me. I loved them so much. One was the medley of Best Friends, She Needs Me. 
Um, and it seems that Harry Nielsen, who wrote both of those songs, right, is sort of something that was important to you guys because you, you know, sort of grew up at the time when his music was really popular. Can you talk a little bit about that song? It's so beautiful. And I just was listening at like five o'clock this morning and I woke up my husband. And I was like, you have to hear this. This is incredible. Whether you like it or not, there's a lot to be learned by the best friend about the best friend. Yada. And all at once I knew, I knew it once, I knew she needed me. Until the day I die, I don't know why, I knew she needed me. It may be fantasy, oh. It's a duet, and we're going to do that today. We, we decided that was going to be one of the songs we're going to do today, that duet. Um, and that's a, that duet is in a show called Everybody's Talking, the music of Harry Nielsen, and it was written by Steve Gunderson and conceived by Javier Velasco and Steve. And I did it last year, this time last year, at the San Diego Rep with Greg Jabara. It's really just a two, three, three actors and then a band, and it's, it's part concert and part performance art and part theater, and it's just really awesome. It's a really good show. So luckily, um, Emily thought it was a good idea, too, when I suggested, or I think she even suggested, let, why don't you do some Nielsen songs? Because it not only ties back to the story of how that's where the charts started. Lifeline was the first chart that Steve wrote for we me. Had, we had tried at one point to, to um, uh, organize us doing a concert of all Nielsen stuff because we're, we're, we're both very big fans of his. And his canon of, of music is so theatrical and emotional. We thought it would make a good concert, you know. Um, and it ended up, we ended up not being able to do it, but Alice sort of took it to, to Steve, and they evolved it into the show. Steve just spent, I mean, I, you know, I didn't keep in touch, I didn't have my finger in the pulse of what he was creating with this, but years and years, a whole decade went by, and he said, I have the show. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is all the Nielsen music. I mean, I knew that he was writing it, but then it was finished. And I remember the, the moment when, because Emily and I did some, did some shows touring together, you know, some of our other albums. And I remember I was, we were trying to figure out what the sets were going to be and they would change from venue to venue. And I remember the day that you said to me, I think this is, this is, your, this is your show. Remember when you said that? And I, it was like this, yeah. like you're some kind of psychic or something. She goes, I don't think this is something for, that I we're supposed to do together. <laughs> and then it was about five years after that that I did the show last year at the rep and it was just so much fun I hope they bring it to New York I think it would be great it would be great here but um, you kind of need the you kind of need a grand scale for the lights in the set to be theatrical to be able to tell that story because Nielsen's music it just spans a huge spectrum but theatricality is a big part of it so you have to be able to create that world you know I love it. The other song I wanted to ask about, it was um, Tonight You Belong to Me, which, Emily, I guess is your mom's favorite charm song. I don't even know what a charm song is. Well, a charm song, if you talk about it in a theatrical context, it's a song that um, it doesn't really further the plot in the show. It doesn't give you any It's just there to charm an audience. That's the point of the song. Do you know what I mean? And it's that, it's that type of, of song. It's just there to be charming. And you sing it a cappella, which is incredible. And m- maybe I'm way off base, but Alice, you take the low part in that song, which I don't know that with the music that we're used to with the two of you that that happens very often. 
Actually, people always think that, that that's the that's the case, and we we actually switch around all yeah, the I time. Mean, from the be- yeah. even in sideshow, you believe it or not. I mean, from the beginning of our singing together till now, ninety nine percent of it has been, or ninety percent has been doing this. You know, flipping, uh-huh. flipping, and I think it's really smart when you do that with two female voices because it makes it more pleasant to listen to because you're always trying to figure it keeps you keeps you guessing it will seem once more just to dream in the moonlight my honey i know i know with the dawn Well, so for all of the shows that you guys are going to do here, will they will they all be different, or do, are you going to sort of pick one set list and sort of just do that for each of the each of the performances? It's the album. We're going to do okay. the album, and there there are a couple of stingers that we're adding there for are, this. We're doing a return engagement of of the show that we did uh, in February. Yeah. Okay, yeah. it's the same. It's the same thing, um, and any any surprises will be surprises. But yeah, it'll be the. You, you could even you, you could memorize the CD and come in. You could re- memorize the show and come in and and, and like speak along with us in the audience if you wanted to. You, wait a minute, you forgot a line. No, I'm just kidding. We're actually hoping that will happen. I'm hoping We're that hoping will happen. We're hoping it's going to be like a Rocky Horror yeah. thing where they yeah. talk back because they know what the li- the line that's coming. Totally. As long as you don't mess up the joke, right. I say it's okay to do. That. And we won't throw anything at you. No, I promise. Really. I'm kidding. Don't really do that. <laughs> Um, okay, because we're a Theater People podcast, do you mind if we go back a little bit and talk about some, some theater stuff? Do we have a little more time? Let's go, go for yeah. it. Okay, cool. Because I wanted, we had like the divine pleasure of speaking to Alice a bit about Sideshow when we got to have her for American Psycho. And I wanted to talk to you a little bit and just ask you if you remember your first impression of Alice. Do you remember the first time you met her and when you knew that you would be working together on that project, sort of like what your impressions were? Well, my first impression was of Alice was seeing her and Tommy. When I actually saw Tommy, she was she was in the you were casting as humble, but you were covering Mrs. Walker. And I saw her one day when she was on for Mrs. Walker, and I remember seeing you on stage and hearing you and going, "That girl reminds me of me." Oh wow! Very interesting. Uh-huh. And then, like, whenever it was, like two years later or something, um, Alice came in to, to audition for Sideshow, and they paired us up in the in the room together, and we started singing together, and I was like, that's the girl I saw from... So it was like an immediate, oh, my God, I, I know this person. I know her. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. And do you remember your first impression of Emily? Well, now that I look... When I look back on it, and even in the moment, I remember it's that where you feel like you... you like instantly feel at home in a room mm-hmm. and everybody in the room makes you feel that way not just one person or one whatever and that's what was happening we stood next to each other and before we started singing I felt like something great was going to happen and then something <laughs> great happened and and even at that point I was in my mid-30s I had been singing since I was a teenager and you know you sing with so many people some of them are great some of them are you know great and then and then there's then you then like when I started sing, when we started singing together it was something I'd never experienced before as a, as a singer and in my ear and in my what happens when you sing is it's your soul and your breath and the sound and so like all of those three I was so familiar with that yeah. and yet this was this was like something I'd never heard before it was really exciting 
It was, and everybody else got it, too. It wasn't just me. Yeah. Emily felt the same. You know, she felt it, and Henry felt it, and Bill felt it, and then the audience felt And so when we come together here, this is the audience that watched us fly back then. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, so it's really, it's, I'm just so grateful that, that they're all still here. <laughs> and, and that we, you know, came up with this and that Emily still wants to work on something like this and, you know, that 54 Below, Feinstein's 54 Below has given us this chance to do it here. And yeah. I wanted to ask about, I was talking to Robbie Rozelle from Broadway Records about this a little bit earlier about how, like, when you guys were working on Sideshow, was there, like, a sense of, I hope I'm asking this the right way, was there a sense of relief that you, like, really liked each other and liked working together? <laughs> because, you know, you're both such incredible performers and, 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 um, uh, and I like strong women. Like it, it, there was, maybe it could have gone the other way. I mean, was it was it a was it a really like simpatico working environment? And was that like a really like a was that a, a wonderful space to sort of get to do that show in? Honest to God, I can't imagine doing sideshow with somebody you didn't you weren't into. I just <laughs> I can't. That's I can't imagine what that would be like. I truly can't imagine. I do. I mean, I, I do feel like. I won the lotto having getting to be with with Alice. <laughs> we did. I think every regard, everybody you know. did. It does it and to your question, I really don't think that you get to the point where you're somebody people want to work with mm-hmm. unless you're somebody that people fall in love with mm-hmm. on some level. You know, like if you're still impossible, you're not going to you're not going to be in the room after a certain amount of time. Right. So you know, we're we're theater artists. We're, we're live performing artists, and, and our our body is our instrument. And so it's constantly changing, and and you have to constantly, as you grow and the years go by, you have to constantly, you know, keep that pliable, keep it soft, and and focus. And it's the passion, I think, that's so important. You know. Yeah, I wanted to. Add, the last question about sideshow was that the joint Tony nomination was that. Did you know that was going to happen, or was that a decision that was made like last minute that you would both be eligible in that oh, way? God, no, we didn't know that was going to happen. That was, was that surprised. was a complete I was surprise. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it was it was so, to me. It's still sort of incredible that that happened because the Tonys are so political, and the fact that you know. Five months after our show closed, with no, nothing to be gained by anyone, mm-hmm. that actually happened. And our, our producer put us forward to be nominated, and they decided to nominate us jointly. It's quite incredible. Mm-hmm. It really is incredible. So Yeah, yeah it really it felt like an honor to, to be singled out in that way. And, and you know, that, that feeling has continued for me, I know, since then. Just that feeling of support from the audience. The audience being everybody except us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, anybody else who says, uh, you know, watch this or look at this or pay attention to this or this is something important to note later in the history books with an asterisk. Mm-hmm. Don't forget about this. And I'm so glad that I always credit Sony Classics for the success of Sideshow after it closed because the album is the reason why the show still has a life. I'm sure of it. Otherwise, Henry and Bill would have had to go in and make a concept album at some point. Mm-hmm. And you know that would have been then it would have been different. But it's 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 like a, it's like our. I'm so glad that we have our album now for this show because it is kind of like it's 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 a tool. It's kind of like a tool for us. It's like a calling card. Like here it is. This is what we do. Yeah. You know, listen to these tracks. You can skip over this yeah, and this I and just listen to listen to yeah. Listen to I don't need a sideshow has has <laughs> been able to have a, a, a continual life and, and sort of grow the the following that it has has been completely based on that cast album and had we not had that 
it, I don't think it there would have been a revival no, if they I don't hadn't think so at least either. made a concept I don't album. Think so either. Because the, uh, the thing is, like, we just did American Psycho just closed, and it was full. They were f- almost full houses for every show, and I was there for every show. That wasn't what it was like for the dead or for sideshow. Didn't work out. That is not what happened. I mean, the audiences get smaller and smaller and smaller. So that, like, right before they give the notice, there's 250 people right in the middle of the orchestra. Every other seat is empty. Yeah. So, you know, that to have that extra boost of the album, I think, really. Yeah. But we didn't, the American Psycho, we didn't make an album. So the show, was, <laughs> the show was captured because of the London album, but our cast will not be captured, and that's that's that makes you feel sad. But it's also it's the nature of what we do. Yeah. So and Emily's about to go do Follies, and I you know, know I don't think they're going to make a cast album, and I'm going to feel sad. I wish that I could hear that. Yeah. <laughs> I am such a big fan. Thank you so much for taking the time to do this. I'm coming to the show tonight with producer Mike. I can't wait to see it. Um, and good luck with everything in the album and the shows. And it's such an honor to get to talk to both of you at the same time. So have a great day. Thanks, Thanks Patrick. Bye. Two little sisters gazing at the sea. Theater People is a show by Theater Podcast Productions and is produced by Mike Jensen and Patrick Hines. Mike edited this episode. Special thanks to the sponsor Today Ticks, the app for last minute theater tickets. Download the app in Google Play or the App Store and use the code THEATERPEOPLE at checkout to save 20 bucks on your first purchase. That code again is THEATERPEOPLE, which of course is theater spelled with an E-R. Special thanks to Steve Tipton, Bradley Bean, Eric Emsch, our webmaster Keith Allen Herzog, our fabulous intern Ricky Condos, Ellen Marsh, and the staff at Oswald's. This is how incredible the Theater People podcast is. They did two episodes in one week, so they're going to take two weeks off, but You can understand that. The Theater People podcast will be back on Monday, August 8th with the visionary, legendary producer, Kellen McCollum. Really? Patrick, that's pretty cool. Um, I want to hear that. I guess I'll have to listen. Until then, you can tell your friends about the Theater People podcast. Let's get the theater community talking. Each night as they appear And pick the very brightest ones to wear in my ear Choose me.